0: Fix Fix and we're going to play some music to pack up.
1: Hello, my name is Kathleen
0: and I'm Edu
1: and this is Film the Film, a podcast where we talk about Filipino movies from then till now, from timeless classics to timeless corrects.
0: Today we'll be talking about Himala, directed by Ishmael Bernal and written by Ricky Lee, starring Nora Enorg, yes, the guy, the guy, yeah.
1: <laughs> and also, man, Ricky Lee, another Ricky Lee movie that is very good.
0: Yeah, no, Rick, uh, again, that's why Ricky Lee is the legend.
1: He is. <laughs> yeah, the and, legend himself.
0: Yeah, and yeah, the fact that yeah, people who you know take up screenwriting in the Philippines usually end up buying his book. He has a book called *Trip to Kiyapo, And so, like, whenever you are. Oh, you're taking a script writing class, like for Philippine Philippine cinema. Mm-hmm. You end up buying his book.
1: Maybe we should buy his book. Yeah, man, he's so good. I actually
0: had the copy of it. I, I've lost it because, like, yeah. Like, I,
1: yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we can definitely we can definitely buy it.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah, this one was definitely for me my favorite movie so far that we've done is Anak. But this one comes very close as yeah. a second because it's just, it's so good. And yeah. both of them were written by Reiki Lee. Obviously, we like him. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, yeah. And I mean, like, you can, later His on,
1: movies like, are classics. Yeah,
0: you'll see, like, oh, we have, like, def- we definitely have favorites and stuff. Like, like definitely, like, for instance, like, as for directors, like, for me personally, um, I, d- I do like Antoinette Hadaone, particularly mm-hmm. as, as as with, like, um, as part of, like, the, you know, like, modern directors in Philippine cinema. Yeah. Like, she's definitely one of my favorites. Because, like, yeah, she, you know, she's very intentional about her work and stuff like that. And yeah. I love that.
1: And As evidenced by our fangirl
0: Yeah. And, like, the episode, thing is, yeah. like, yeah, like, a lot of her movies are, like, one of my favorites. Like, yeah. Like, in uh, Six Degrees of Separation from Lilia Kuntapa is mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite movies like even like considering not just Philippine but all movies, it's one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. It's a good one.
0: Uh, so uh, I guess like before we get into this movie though, be nice to you know just chit chat for a bit about yeah what we what we've been up to.
1: What have we been up to?
0: Yeah. Well, so uh, audience, remember that the last couple of weeks I was talking about getting an amp, and I've been. I was talking about it incessantly, I guess. Not yeah. but incessantly, but yeah, I definitely kept bringing definitely it up.
1: You definitely brought it up for two episodes.
0: Uh, yeah, and then last week I, you know, I didn't say much about it because the thing is, I bought the amp.
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Yeah, so I bought a Vox AC10C1 Limited Edition with, like, yeah, uh, it's, it has a, yeah, different speakers than the usual AC10C1. And it also has, like, JJ Tubes, which is a branded, like, it's branded tubes. So, yeah. And it's been great so far. I love the sound. I love the color.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. I and just think it's pretty. I don't use it, but it is, like, just shiny in our living room.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and it was on sale. That That's the reason why I bought it is, you know, it was, like, for a good price. for Because, like, it's normally, like, yeah uh about 5.99 but I got it at a discount so huzzah
1: yay finally got the amp of your dreams yeah what are you going to do with your old amp
0: oh it i may i was thinking of trying maybe to donate it somewhere oh yeah uh but if not i can also just keep it but yeah i'm right now i was trying to like find places like where you can donate musical instruments cuz mm-hmm. i do have like some that i do want to donate but I think right now because of COVID, uh they're not accepting donations.
1: Oh right. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Uh hopefully when things open up I can definitely like bring it over to them and stuff. So yeah. And how about you, Kat? What have you been up to?
1: I got my second dose
0: yeah. of
1: that Pfizer Life. Oh, What's yeah. up? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My vaccinations are complete i am now fully vaccinated but i still have to wait two weeks until i'm fully immune yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and yeah so like i've gotten my coverage i got the ga and j1 so it's only one shot for me and it was great and but it's also like um you know just recognizing that we are like extremely lucky that yeah we have access to a vaccine i know that there are some places particularly in manila like are having trouble in terms of like Getting the vaccine and stuff like that,
1: and distribution. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so I do hope that you know things work out, and yeah, that everyone's able to get their vaccine. And if you are able to get the vaccine, uh, you should you should definitely do so.
1: Yeah. So, for this week's movie, mm-hmm. this was actually picked by Edu. Yeah. And which is, I mean, it's a really great pick. Yeah. Great oh. job. Yeah. But so, I've been
0: wanna... Yeah, I've been wanting to watch this movie cuz I did see like there's a musical version of this like uh Oh. Like, yeah.
1: Wait, uh in a musical is in like a stage play. Yeah, musical. stage play. Okay. Yeah,
0: there's a musical stage play. So like the, the music came after like it was like way after the you know, after the movie and stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. And yeah, and so I was always curious about this the like how the movie was made and like I've read like articles about the way this movie was made, as well, and I was just like, I was like, really curious. And it's, yeah, it's one of regarded as one of the best movies in Philippine cinema, along with uh, Sacucuna, which was directed by Lina Brocka. And so, like, yeah, I definitely just, w- just wanted to watch this movie, and I I love it. It's a th- that's the thing, it's like, I, yeah. I love this movie.
1: Wait, you mentioned that you've seen it before as a play, yeah, right,
0: as a musical. That, that's how I f- that's why like when I first came into this like watching this movie like I'm somewhat familiar with like oh what's going to happen you know and like how it plays out and how and how and when the famous walang himala line is delivered but yeah like I it's definitely very different like if you watch this, the musical and you watch the movie it's they feel very different we'll get into it later like when we talk about particularly the ending um, because like it plays out differently in the movie than on the stage play
1: yeah so what was the stage play like when you went to see it
0: um it was i guess like in in some ways it was great it was really good it but in some ways it felt lighter you know it like so like with the movie when we saw it um like afterwards it was it was just like we were just, like, sitting down. We are just, like, processing everything. It was like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck, kind of thing, you know? Whereas with the stage play, like, yeah, it was, like, y- you're you more, like, in awe of the performances and stuff and the story kind of and thing. And the music. And the music.
1: Yeah. I could see it being lighter because of the fact that it's a musical, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, like, yeah, I guess you can have, like, a really like heavy toned sort of musical plus stage play. But like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, the fact that the movie isn't a musical yeah. kind of, you know, like to me, I think it makes it a little bit more serious maybe. Yeah, I don't
0: know. And like, the yeah, there's something about like how it's shot. And we'll get, yeah, like I said, we'll get to it later mm-hmm. when we talk about the ending. yeah. Um, and, and that's where we'll see more like where the real difference starts to, like how that contrast is being shown in the movie kind of thing. I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you want to give a quick synopsis?
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Of the movie? So yeah, um, the movie is about, well, plot-wise, uh, not plot-wise, but it's revolves around a Nora, Norse character named Elsa, and so she has a, a vision of an apparition of the Virgin Mary. And so, so she you know, like tells her close uh, friends and family about it, and then she essentially becomes like a faith healer in some ways because, because of this apparition, and so. There's a whole yeah the story revolves all around that and like what happens when something like this happens in a small town and yeah but the thing is like the movie itself and the story itself is does revolve around three characters so Elsa like that that's like you know like everything revolves around her but uh there's also Cha Young, uh and uh, Nimia. So Chaeyoung and Nimia and Elsa were close friends when they were younger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, Nimia became estranged with everyone because yeah. of her relationship with Chaeyoung's brother, yeah, Nerding. But then she becomes pregnant with a traveling salesman, and so she becomes an outcast. And so, like, she leaves the town of Kupang, but then. In this movie, she returns, uh, trying to uh, help her father in some ways. Yeah, yeah, and so meanwhile, Chai Young in this movie is, yeah, she's helping out Elsa in terms of like being able to do her, to do her faith healing, I guess, like to like yeah. her her congregate faith healing congregation, so to speak, and but then she also has this side story. With her relationship with Pilok, and like her, their, you know, like like Pilok and Chaeyoung want to get married, I guess. Like or like Pilok keeps asking Chaeyoung, "Oh, like could I have your hand in marriage?" And Chaeyoung is being demure about it, I guess.
1: Or you know, like more so, like Chaeyoung doesn't know whether she can trust him. Not just trust him, but like have sex with him because she's yeah. very pious. Yeah, she's very... She's, she's very, like... like
0: yeah, I, I think out of all the th- the three, she was... Uh, based on how Nimia described their friendship when they were younger, Chaeyoung was the one was yeah, the most pious, the most religious mm-hmm. out of all three of them.
1: Yeah, and so she wasn't sure if she wanted to, like, basically, I don't know, give herself yeah, <laughs> kind yeah of thing. exactly yeah yeah and so yeah did you want to go into some of the scenes that we want to talk about
0: yeah so i guess like for me i mean since we're you're talking about like nimia um yeah i did want to talk about like Nimia and like this so like my one of my favorite scenes in this movie was when so she had started a cabaret with her father. So they were putting up a cabaret in the small town of Kupang. And so like yeah, they the it was their first night and the, like the ladies were getting ready in the inside and so yeah, they were obviously naked, getting dressed and all this. And they were like like this young boys who were like peeking inside and like Nimia sees them peeking. And then like she goes out to uh yeah, she goes out to them. And she essentially like entertains them in some ways. You know, like she like she flashes her breasts to them, but then like she also does like magic tricks and all that stuff. But yeah, like something about it went the way it was shot. It was just like, yeah, like very like beautiful and flowy kind of thing. It was like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so before the scene. Yeah. Right before this scene, the cut to it is um so there's this blind man in oh, town. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the And he kind of, I don't know, this blind man isn't in, it's interesting because at first I thought he was going to be healed by Elsa, but he never was healed by Elsa. He he comes kind of like the prophet, the town prophet yeah, almost. Yeah, like
0: a blind prophet, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so he prophesized that um there is going to be so basically you know, the whole like apparition of virgin mary to elsa right like they they kind of liken elsa as the virgin mary almost right um but this blind prophet guy he's like oh the real virgin mary is actually going to be somebody who is an outcast of this town who will come back and people will continue to i guess ostracize this person because they are disguised as, you know, someone who is not very holy or, like, the Virgin yeah. Mary.
0: like, essentially, oh, disguised as, like, the devil or something. Like
1: yeah, that. basically. And so, you know, after that prophecy, it cuts to Nimea, and you kind of, you know, like, get the hint that it is, like, going to be Nimia who is, like, the real Virgin Mary in this yeah. movie. Because, yeah. you know, she is, she was ostracized by the town of Kupang when she became mm-hmm. pregnant without being married and so she ended up going to manila and having an abortion and then you know she basically was a sex worker in manila where you know she tells the story of basically being gang raped by, yeah
0: in the most awful way yeah, possible
1: exactly um and so you know like you kind of end up learning more about Nimiya throughout, like, you know, this movie and understanding that she is, you know, like in, in a way like similar to Mary mm-hmm. from, you know, Virgin Mary from the Bible story yeah. of being an outcast and somebody who's like, you know, ends up like, yeah. Like we now obviously like accept that story and like, you know, uh, venerate yeah, the Virgin Mary but like back then like in in the stories right like she was somebody who was
0: yeah because like if you were to have a child out of wedlock mm-hmm. like yeah you would be essentially like in the bible you'd be stoned to death or something like that yeah and yeah and so yeah like I guess in this case like yeah she was she was outcast because yeah she had uh, an illicit affair with a traveling salesman. Yeah,
1: she was f- supposed to be married.
0: Yeah, to to Narding,
1: Narding, but you know, like then she became pregnant with someone else. Yeah. And so, yeah.
0: And like so like even in, so in the scene like we see like like she's wearing like a light blue dress and then like she wears like um a white sort of veil kind yeah, of Yeah, it's
1: kind of like those um Uh, I forget what it's called. It's basically, like, those old cloths that they used to wear with, like, um, Filipinianas to, like, cover their, like, it it would be wrapped around their neck and then it would cover their, basically their chest area so Mm that to not draw attention to their breasts. And so, like, she had one of those cloths and so she was, like, playing around with it Mm -hmm. and, like, waving it around and ends up putting it on around her, like. Know, face on her head kind of like a head scarf
0: yeah and like it gave this like whole image like oh like she is like the Virgin, the Virgin Mary, Mary Ma- yeah. so, and that's why like you, you kind of see like why the prophet may have been probably referencing her yeah yeah and in some ways like yeah like she
1: she's the most complex character I think yeah. out of this movie
0: yeah and she definitely like knows what's up kind of thing you know yeah like like she's seen like she's seen it all, and she understands what's happening.
1: Yeah, she basically is like, you know, aware of the realities of the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and she is able to basically tell people off for their bullshit, <laughs> like yeah. call them out, especially with like Elsa. And how, you know, like Elsa sees this apparition, right? And yeah. like, basically a lot of people like don't believe her or like, you know, a lot of people do believe her, like that she's seen this miracle basically, but also mm-hmm. a lot of people like are like, you know, can kind of see that the faith healing and the the fame that has, that has brought on to Elsa has changed her. Yeah. And so, you know, Nimia was like the first person to call her out on that, I feel mm-hmm. like.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, Nimia is, as you said, like, like, definitely like the most interesting and most complex character. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, like, yeah, traditionally, like, someone like her would be treated like a villain kind yeah. of thing. Because, yeah, and then she's also like, yeah, she plays like a prostitute Mm kind of thing and then she puts up this cabaret and like it's supposedly like this den of sin and yeah it's basically a
1: a whorehouse in in a way because there are like you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i guess prostitutes who are that's like they're basically like where they get clients yeah in the town Mm -hmm. so yeah It, it is seen as like The devil's work or something like that and she is the the owner of this you know business and so you know she kind of becomes the um antithesis of like elsa yeah where Elsa's elsa's like holiness and her i guess like i don't know yeah evil sins is like kind of how they portray her character
0: yeah and it's that's funny because like, yeah, that, that becomes like a theme in this movie. Like they say it a lot. We're in like like, oh, like we're all whores kind of thing. Like yeah. we're all whoring ourselves out. Not just like the female characters, but even like the male characters. Yeah. Uh, like the like the director guy, like he says, like, oh, like am I whoring myself to my craft kind of thing. Yeah.
1: And so you know? yeah, I think it's the the scene where Nimia kind of calls out Elsa. Mm -hmm. For being a whore in terms of, like, pouring herself out to, you know, all of these, like, for, like, all of the people who are, yeah. Around
0: her and then, like, taking advantage of this thing that, I guess, like, in some ways, just started as, like, you know, like, Elsa, just, like, um...
1: Speaking her truth, it seemed like, Yeah. yeah, and then it became this whole, like, she is a miracle worker yeah and you know she she heals all and stuff like that and then it kind of becomes like you know the the miracle itself almost like disappears because it, it became laden with all of these like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the business side of yeah
0: it be, it's it's crazy but that this enti- the entire town's industry becomes this miracle
1: yeah exactly so she kind of becomes really famous for healing people yeah. and then like all of a sudden like all droves of tourists come yeah. to the town of Kupang and you know it becomes like a whole a spectacle yeah exactly
0: yeah. and it, it's why like you know like when I was watching it because it, 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 it doesn't come out so much in the musical version but here in the movie like it's in some ways it comes off to me as a sort of commentary on fame and stardom in some ways and how like yeah like so like in the philippines there's like a, a, like a really uh large swath of people who i guess become invested in like celebrities and idols there's like yeah there's like a whole ideology complex right like, because like a messiah complex you know where like oh we love this person because they're like the great filipino hope you know like mm-hmm. Or, like, they project themselves onto them. Like, let's say, for instance, with Manny Pacquiao, like, people were, like, oh, he's, like, you know, like, he is the embodiment of being Filipino, and so, like, I'm projecting myself onto him. Or, like, some people would, like, vote people into power because, like, they think, like, oh, this person is going to save us, essentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, same with Manny Pacquiao being senator now. Yeah. And so...
0: Yeah, and so it's definitely like a. Um, I would say like yeah, like an interesting commentary on on that, and like yeah, keep in mind like this came out in nineteen eighty two, and so like around that time, you know, martial law was still. Oh yeah. Like. Jeez. Like in in play at this point. Uh, <laughs>
1: that is yeah. I didn't. I didn't even put two and two together about the. Yeah. Marcos era. And how, yeah, the idolatry could be about that. I was thinking more of like, you know, idolatry in terms of like celebrities and, and famous people in that sense currently. But yeah, I could totally mm-hmm. see it being like an idolatry of, you know, political figures and just blindly following. Yeah. You know.
0: And part of it is because like a lot of, you know, a lot of people just want to get out of poverty. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Man. And so they
1: put all their faith, all their eggs on like one person mm-hmm. who will who they see as like the escape out of this like dark and you know uh basically the results of poverty.
0: Yeah, because like there's like there's no like for a lot of these people there's no other way. Like, they they feel like they were born into it, like into this. Yeah. And so like in this like in this movie, like yeah, there's a hopelessness. Yeah, there's a hopelessness because like they say like there's a there's a curse on this town and so like people feel like they're born into this curse kind yeah. of thing
1: there is like a sense of like desperation in terms mm-hmm. of like all of the people who come to kupang who yeah. like are looking for a miracle yeah because there's no other option
0: yeah i mean there's stuff yeah like so they shot this in like i think somewhere in the locals where i believe there's like a desert somewhere up there yeah it's
1: in um i was looking at the credits and it said lawag Mm -hmm. in Ilocos norte
0: yeah and so like there's definitely like a barrenness to the and the entire town that does feel like it is like a sort of like a desolate sort of area Mm -hmm. you know
1: the so one of the recurring things about this curse on the town of kupang is that there is basically like a drought. Mm -hmm. and so the the land is very dry yeah and yeah it definitely is reflected in terms of the setting that they chose to film this movie in where it's you know like basically yeah it's all sand and and barrenness yeah and and basically like the sun is very stark in the way that they filmed it you know like i don't know if they used any sort of effects or anything
0: like that but i mean they did use effects for the eclipse
1: (laughs) okay let's talk about the eclipse the eclipse is so funny to me so the the first scene of this movie is a solar eclipse right and so like everybody in town is like kind of afraid because they i don't think they've ever seen a solar eclipse before and they're Mm -hmm. kind of just like you know like what is this thing that's happening in the sky and It shows as kind of like, it's, so the way I see how it was made, how this eclipse was made, I think they literally just took a film of, you know, like the sun. And then they took, and they cut out a black circle paper. And then they literally put it slowly over, like, the film so that it looks like it's slowly covering the sun. Mm-hmm. And it, you can tell that it's a piece of paper because of the way that it's, like, Moving. cut out. Yeah. Like, you know, you can see, like, the jagged edges oh, of, yeah. like, scissors around this paper. And, like, it's, I think it's so funny because, you know, like, effects-wise in the 80s, you know, like, the, you don't have much budget for like effects basically and i don't think those technologies existed yet in in like a you know the height that they are right now yeah but also for me as somebody who does art and loves collage art there is a sense of like like it it looks so cool to be able to see those scissor marks, like, around this piece of paper and, like, on top of film, it, it looks very artistic. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of cool. I loved it. But, yeah, I could totally be like, oh, my God, what are these effects?
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah, that, that's how the movie opens and stuff like that. And then, like, this is, that's the first thing you see. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> what
1: the heck am I watching right yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. It, it looks a little bit, it reminds me a little bit of, like, Shadow um shadow place shadow place exactly because yeah you can clearly see like the shadow puppets are just like cut out papers right and so that's the that's the beauty of it i guess is like it's handmade
0: mm-hmm. quality yeah and so yeah like when you know as you mentioned like when people see it see the the eclipse like yeah they think it's the end of the world the end almost of the world but mm, it's just it's just a solar eclipse
1: yeah so they liken it to like, oh, you know, there's a curse on our town and now mm-hmm. we're even more cursed because the sun is out yeah. and it's daytime and what is happening. And so Elsa kind of ends up praying to this one tree.
0: Yeah, it does feel like a very Moses burning bush moment. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. That, that, it's definitely like a rough reference to that because like at first like uh, a voice speaks out to Elsa mm-hmm. and so and so Elsa starts praying. And yeah like the way that this the scene was was made like the, so it was like this happens during the eclipse mm-hmm. but then we get the the idea that it starts brightening up as the moon passes the sun mm-hmm. and so like the way they did it in this movie was like yeah like they like the camera was like really dark and then like they they boosted the light coming in mm-hmm. like, yeah like they widened i guess like the aperture of the of the camera and like yeah it it gets really bright and yeah it it sets up the whole movie
1: yeah where she is praying and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden she sees something right Mm -hmm. and like that's like bright and and light and then you you realize that you know she talks to her mom her adoptive mom i guess yeah and she tells her like oh i i saw
0: the Virgin, the Virgin Mary. Mary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, And, you know, like in white. And she had a wound on her chest, which comes back later on yeah. in the movie. Because, um, yeah, she sees the Virgin Mary. She sees like basically blood all over her chest. And she, you know, like gets the, I guess, call to heal people. Because she says like, oh, I, I you know, I've been told that I will be a healer not just of the body but of the soul and so she tells all of that to people and everybody's just like what is this crazy person <laughs> like they even like beat her with like leaves and stuff in order yeah. to like get the spirits out of her like in terms of like a uh, what do you call that a uh, exorcism yeah an exorcism yes. exactly and so yeah people were just like Girl, you crazy! And then <laughs> all of a sudden, like she, you know, heals one person, right? Like I think yeah. there was like a visitor from Manila. from Manila, and then who had like some sort of an illness. I I don't well, on really his know. eyes, yeah, yeah.
0: And then it was healed because, like, it, it it's uh it's weird that they just kind of just mention it.
1: Yeah, they mm-hmm. never showed her healing him.
0: Yeah, and so, but I guess like yeah, at first I was like, what, like. You know, why why don't you show it kind of thing. Yeah. But then like in like as you watch the movie like get yeah, it like, like, oh, I kinda get it now. Why you actually like it's actually better that they didn't show it because, because like if, if they say they showed it and they say, Oh, like, oh, she healed this person with uh with her prayer and whatnot, it suddenly becomes like, Oh, it's magical mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, but because they, this yeah, you know, they, 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 just like mention it, like we never really know if she, like, if, if she, she does, actually have, did. Yeah. yeah, if she does actually have this, this vision, if she had this vision if, and she had like the grace of the Virgin Mary to heal someone, yeah, you know,
1: yeah, that is true, like because throughout her like faith healing sessions and stuff, when people start coming to her and start, she starts, quote unquote, healing people, you never really get like a success story almost like you know like there is no like as i mentioned you know there was that blind prophet that she quote-unquote heals with her hands but that prophet never like that blind man never
0: sees sees.
1: right and you know there's this one lady who like comes to her with like headaches and we never really get the story of like if she if her headaches disappear or like you know nobody got healed in a way like you know And so in a sense, like, was she ever really like a faith like a healer, you know, like was she blessed with some sort of a miracle that she could heal now heal people? We don't know. Yeah. And so that one story of like this guy just going to Manila and like all of a sudden he's healed after having gone to Kupang and seen Elsa or something is kind of just like hearsay at this point. And so yeah, everybody starts to kind of turn around that point when they hear about that news. Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden, you know, they go from like, oh, Elsa's crazy to like, oh, Elsa's a miracle. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I feel like that is a big turning point of the story. Exactly. Um, So we talked about Nimia and I kind of, mm-hmm. I want, some of the scenes that I wanted to talk about are about, um, the character of Chayong, which is... Chayong, yeah. Chayong is, um is basically Elsa's best friend. Yes. And so Chayong has, like, a relationship with this guy, Pilo, who... Um, Pilo is, like, kind of a player, basically. she, yeah. she play a player, player. Yeah, she is like, oh, like, you know, Pilo, you have so many girlfriends, like, why would you want to be with me? Um, you know why do you want to marry me and like I don't know if I can like have sex with you like other girls can you know like I don't you know stuff like that and so like that that was like the very beginning of you know like showing their relationship there is this like really weird almost rapey moment where like Philo is like trying to like get her to like have sex with him But, you know, they don't end up doing it. But it is kind of cringy to me, at least, because it's like, oh, God, like, please don't rape her. You know, (laughs) like, what is happening right now? Um, And then we get to an actual rape scene where this one, this is the scene that I really wanted to talk about. And so it is, it comes as, like, a really good sort of, like, shock Yeah. uh, because of the way that they portrayed it so the way that the story is told is through a confession by this character who's like a director in this movie so he's not like the director of the movie but he is a director who is shooting like a documentary on Elsa and like Elsa's spherical work basically and so he kind of has the perspective of somebody who doesn't believe in what's happening because he is not religious and he thinks it's all bullshit, but he wants to reveal that it's all bullshit. And then as he follows Elsa around everywhere, there's a day when he followed them, um, to basically where that tree is the miracle tree, right? The hill, the, yeah. the hill where, um, she goes to pray and she and Chiyong were there at the hill and he is filming them, basically. And he kind of happens upon, you know, like the moment when um, these two guys, I guess they, he says they're like some teenagers that yeah, I think end they, up... I,
0: I think they're up from out of town, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they are like not from the town of Kupang. And so they end up basically going to... The hill when they knew that Elsa and chayang were gonna be there alone, and rapes them, and he catches us all on on film, and he is confessing to the priest in town about, you know, like because he. He's
0: this is like a guilty. really big
1: yeah. This is a really big moment for his documentary. Yeah, and how like his documentary is about like proving that, you know, these women are not holy or, like, not miracle workers, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they weren't able—they were helpless to these two men that raped them. And so now he can basically be like, oh, you know, they're not being saved by God, you know, like, they're just human. Yeah, And he ends up having this moral dilemma of, like, you know, this is a very, like— serious and private moment like that sh- it's basically like a secret because Elsa ends up kind of covering up about it for a little bit because she was ashamed of what happened and how she wasn't able to protect Chayong and so um you know like Elsa and Chayong were basically raped in this moment right like and the director is like the way that it's like told is like all in the perspective of the of the director yeah and so after this scene and it it, that that is why it's like such a shock when they revealed that what happened
0: yeah but yeah like going to like yeah what you were saying about the director confessing right Mm -hmm. like i mean part of it as well is like yeah he's also having like this um i guess like in some ways he's feeling guilty because he just stood there yeah. Essentially, I right? mean, yeah. I like he was just like, What is like, just rolling, and like, and so that goes into like this whole thing wherein, like, he mentions about like whoring himself for his craft, wherein, like, yeah, like he was just like, he just wanted to shoot this, but then, like, at what cost, like, yeah. you know, and so, like, the reason why he, for a non believer, because he mentions like he's a non believer, why he goes to confession, and it's actually kind of funny. So, he goes, Why does he go to confession to a priest? is because. Uh, he says that, oh, it's more because like priests are bound by secrecy. Yeah, you know,
1: that's true. Yeah, I think what's interesting is like you know all of this was revealed without like, you know, like not from the perspective of Elsa and Chaeyoung. This is a perspective of somebody else, and then you get the perspective of chayong who, you know, she. At this point, I think she, before this scene, she was kind of like ready to marry Pilo and Pilo ends up, um, Pilo has his own like plot line where um, he and Narding want to go to Saudi and they need money. And so they ended up murdering, literally murdering, and everybody in town knows that they murdered this like famous Chinese millionaire who comes to town to be healed by Elsa. In order to like steal from him and get the money in order to go to Saudi. And so at this point, Pilo turns Chayong down and like wanting to get married because um They have to run. Yeah, they have to run. They literally have to like, you know, are like being chased by the police at this point. And so, you know, like Chayong's already very heartbroken about the fact that Pilow doesn't want her. And then all of a sudden she gets raped, and she is just like, you know, there's another confession scene with the priest where it's Chiang, and she is just like crying, and she can't even form like full sentences because, she, you know, like we talked about how Chayong is very pious and religious, and like she didn't even want to have sex with the guy that she, you know, wants to marry. Like she loves him, but he, she's like not ready to have sex, and then all of a sudden she's raped. Yeah. And she just like doesn't know how to deal with all of these like feelings of shame and
0: she feels she, like ab- she feels abandoned by I guess that not just by Elsa but by
1: by God by yeah. her faith yeah. because she had she was very religious and she's like god yeah. you know like why would you do this to me um and Elsa who is you know she puts all of her trust in basically as both her best friend and somebody who can create miracles. Yeah. As a um, vessel,
0: as a medium of God. Basically, you know.
1: Yeah. Wasn't able to do anything to save her in that moment because Elsa was also raped. Right? And so, um, you know, Chaeyoung just loses faith in everything and ends up hanging herself. Yeah. Which is honestly one of the st- most striking moments of this movie and yet they kind of glaze over it which I think like, is very interesting.
0: Like, like they move quickly to the to the next scene because like it's all because i think it also ties into the death of seppa's children yeah because yeah they had gotten cholera and uh elsa tries to like you know heal them heal them but like she ends
1: up calling a doctor basically because she can't heal them anymore because her healing powers are aren't aren't there yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) and i think that that's the first time we really get the sense of like okay, does Elsa really have, you know, have, have powers? Like, I, you know, in, in a yeah. lot of ways.
1: Yeah, The basically the facade has gone away because A, like, you know, she was raped. B, she can't save these kids and she can't save herself and she can't save Chaeyoung. chayong literally killed herself for, mm-hmm. like, everything that had happened. And so, like, you know, like, it, it kind of... I think it's, yeah, like, the biggest breaking point in terms of, like, is Elsa even a miracle worker? You know, yeah. like, is, is there, was there even a miracle, you know? To begin
0: with, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, during the funeral, I thought it was really interesting because it kind of brings Nimiya and Elsa back together in terms of, you know, their friend from childhood just died. and um, And I think that's kind of what is... I don't know. Like, I'm not saying like that's the purpose, but of the mm-hmm. death, but it is like a driving factor in yeah. terms of like, like how they how they come together. Yeah, how they mm-hmm. rebuild those relationships.
0: Yeah, uh, to your point about like the, the, the scene where yeah where we see her, uh, hanging mm-hmm. on the news and stuff with Chaeyoung. Um, yeah because like yeah yes you said like they kind of just like gloss over it Mm kind of thing and because like i was remembering it in the musical like it does feel like that scene was like you definitely see
1: it seems more of a big deal in the musical right yeah it seems like a big which i think it should be it should have been in the movie and i was very confused as to why they only showed that hanging scene for like literally like maybe two seconds, one second, even, if anything. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to, like, a completely different scene where they're not even talking about Chai Young's death, you know? And so I was kind of like, oh, this is, like, such a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. she's a major character in this movie, and she just killed herself, you know? Like, And I think it, it gets addressed by the funeral a little bit more, so in that sense, like, it does come back, but... Um but yeah, I I was kind of confused by the, yeah, by, the direction by, of, by, by, by
0: the quickness. I think yeah. I think part of it was they just wanted to, I guess put it all, like put all the, these scenes together as like a way to show that oh Elsa's power isn't really there kind of thing. And yeah. so it's it's just more of that like I I guess, and they kind of wanted to, make else like Elsa the focal point. Because like if you want yeah, when you watch this movie, like you can kind of see like, oh, like first it's all about like like it we see like Nimia's arc and then we see chiang's arc and then we see Elsa's arc. Because like if like when when watching this movie for like the first I guess like hour or so like Elsa gets mentioned a lot. Mm-hmm. But we don't really see what she's up to for the most part, like, apart from like doing the faith healing mm-hmm. and stuff, we don't really see her perspective till later on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It and is. So,
1: yeah, it's kind of interesting. She just becomes this like um far Lari off kind of character. character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, and then at but at at the scene where it suddenly becomes Elsa and like her like her, her perspective and yeah what she's going through.
1: Yeah, with the rape mm-hmm. and stuff, and and Yong's death. Mm-hmm. and yeah it does kind of become about her point of view versus like everybody else who's like believing in her miracle who wants to like kind of build the whole like miracle healing business out of it yeah yeah i think too what's interesting about the Chaeyoung thing is pilo ends up coming back um in order to ask elsa like why did Chaeyoung kill herself because he you know like he loved her and he ended up running right like she or i guess narding um was caught for the murder of the chinese millionaire and ends up going to jail and covering for him so he was able to like go back to kupang and then like ask you know like because it was bothering him like why would chayong kill herself maybe he thinks that it was heartbreak from him like you know yeah
0: i think i think that's part of it. it's like he might think that it's his fault because yeah. he abandoned her exactly like even like even if say like he does know about the rape mm-hmm. like i think part of it is just like he yeah he's just stricken by guilt because exactly he could have stayed and he could have been there for Chaeyoung, but he wasn't and i get, and i totally get that feeling like You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's definitely, like, a guilt sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, what was interesting to me, though, is the fact that, you know, like, she was raped and he knew that she, you know, didn't even want to, like, have sex. And so, like, that's, that's a really big, you know, he knows that it's a really big deal that that happened to her and, like, that she must have taken that very hard. Um, which she should you know that's, yeah no definitely yeah but it is that is a really big reason and I yeah. think he knows that how much that meant to her
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah. as a so, as a side note uh, um, in case anyone was wondering so when uh, Elsa and Nimia come together in, on Chayong's grave because like someone vandalized Chang's grave and because like they were saying Chayong sera, you know like crazy crazy Chayong, Chayong. Chayong. Um, you will notice that the grave says Rosario but why is it not Chayong and so Chayong is actually weirdly a nickname, a nickname f- yeah. for, for Rosario yeah
1: yeah I saw that too I saw the grave name mm-hmm. and I was like Rosario oh okay I get yeah. it Chayong Rosario yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, that like Yeah. I, I had to put it together like that in my mind. Oh, I had to say it over and over again. I was like, I, Rosario Chayo. Okay, got it. <laughs> I know
0: about it because um I have a cousin. Her name's Sharice, will just shout out. Um her name uh we call it, so her nickname's Charisse, but her full name's Rosario. But then like when you Yeah like maria
1: charise is its own name though yeah, yeah, that is a weird nickname that's interesting so
0: the story is that they were actually supposed to nickname her chayong oh but then they just end up with, like nicknaming her charise because um for whatever reason mm-hmm. but then because when we found out about that like oh look actually like the a nick the proper nickname for rosario is chayong we just started calling her chayong
1: <laughs> oh okay so you do call her chayong i mean
0: we, we we still call we, we call her char or charise but we also call her chayong mm. oh, okay like before like in my phone like uh her name because like now I, I use like full names and stuff but back then i would just um in my high school days i would i use her nickname and put chayong
1: nice yeah yeah that is yeah. That it took me a while. I didn't know that that's a normal nickname for Rosario.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, when I read her grave name, and I was like, Rosario Chayong, <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, okay, I get it now. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still not entirely sure about how, how uh, it might be that, like you were saying, like it's like Rosario Chayong, yeah, maybe. But I, for the most part.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda like Dick and Richard.
0: Yeah. You know, like definitely. why
1: where did they get Dick? Who knows? Yeah. But it's a common nickname for a Richard. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so the last scene that we want to talk about is the last scene of this movie.
0: Oh my god. And yeah.
1: It is a big one. And so we kinda wanna leave time for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Do
1: you want to go over it?
0: Yeah, so in the last scene, and it's like it's probably like the famous scene in this movie. Yes. where um so Elsa, you know, coming to terms with I guess her own mortality. Yeah. and her own humanness goes up on like, you know, like gathers everyone like cuz like Oh, so before this people think that uh Elsa becomes pregnant like out of nowhere. Because, because they don't yeah. know about the rape. Yeah, exactly. And so like, yeah, you know, they see signs of her getting pregnant. Because, like, yes, yeah, she's having morning sickness. And I guess um the the assumptions like they were saying like, oh, she's looking pregnant kind of thing. And so they think that
1: the Virgin Mary It's, it's has a Virgin Mary.
0: And it's like, oh, it's a miracle.
1: Yeah, it's another miracle. It's another
0: miracle. And then, like, they gather in front of her house. They're, call- they're, calling- they're calling out for her. But, like, yeah, Elsa doesn't want to come out. Because, like, yeah, she's just, like, you know, like, stricken by guilt by what happened with Chaeyoung. Mm-hmm. And, like, she knows that she... She knows why she's pregnant. But she's not... Yeah, she hasn't told anyone, maybe other than her mother, her adopted mother. Yeah. And then as this is happening, it starts to rain.
1: And that's its own miracle because in the town of Kupang, there's a drought.
0: Yeah. And so, and so like, uh, because of this, like, Elsa feels like, okay, I'm going to gather everyone. And And, so,
1: droves of believers.
0: Yeah. So like, at this point, prior to this, like, people had left the town because like, yeah, uh, Elsa stopped doing all her miracle work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so it was back to this desolate town kind of thing but as they've seen the miracle quote-unquote come back they are uh the droves of people have returned So like the tourists and all the outsiders even like the director who had left town at this point also came back and so they're all like here gathered to uh, witness Elsa give deliver a speech so it was like yeah Elsa asked them uh, asked Everyone to be gathered, and so like they're all in the hill, and so Elsa's about to make the speech, and then she goes and tells them that there is no miracle, that all of this like this, uh, I guess desperation and desolation is in in a lot of ways our own making. Like, yeah. I think that I think that's what she was trying to say. Like there is no miracle, you know, we blame. Our, our burdens on curses and our blessings on God. Yeah, you know. So
1: we selectively choose to separate the good and the bad. Yeah, and see them as curses and miracles.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, and so like it's like Elsa like coming like yeah basically like telling speaking the the truth, I guess about herself. Mm -hmm. And then she gets shot. Yep. On, on the chest.
1: Which is b- based on her vision of the Virgin Mary H- having, a, having wound. a wound on her chest. It, yeah. Like, harkens back to her vision.
0: And it creates this whole chaotic scene. Like, everyone's like going, yeah, it's like, you know, nuts. Like, nuts. Like, yeah, like people are getting trampled over.
1: Other people were getting shot. Yeah. People think... were getting beaten up for. Yeah. Possibly being the murderer. Yeah. The shooter. The shooter, yeah. And, you know, everybody is just, like, blaming other people for, you know, what happened. And, like, they're just beating each other up. And chaos. Yeah.
0: And and it's all chaos. And, like, they're also, like, carrying Elsa's Elsa's body body. onto, like, an ambulance. And then
1: well basically it's like for a while we didn't know where they were carrying the yeah. body at it first like, it was just like kind of like a concert where yeah, yeah, it's it, like, like a- <laughs>
0: she was like like it was essentially body surfing yeah like like her like her, with, her like, r-
1: dead body, body like, with blood covered everywhere and all of these hands wanting to touch her yeah with you know all of the hands are now bloody because yeah. of touching her bloody body
0: yeah. and then like um you know like everything yeah and as Elsa's body is like driven away like Seppa then asks like everyone to like oh like let's all pray for Elsa this is what she wanted let's all pray let's all gather and like they started praying
1: Mm -hmm. well at the same time that Seppa Seppa by the way is like one of Elsa's like yeah. disciples basically yeah, like she's, she's one of the disciples and like her children and yeah. her
0: children pass away they she was she was the mother of the children that we mentioned earlier who passed away from cholera
1: yeah and so seppa ends up like basically leading the group in order to like you know oh um you know elsa's death is a sign that you yeah. know we we all need to like come together and
0: yeah and it's it's sort of like just like basically like I guess I like, can some ways, like, telling about how it's like a continuation of the cycle
1: yeah I mean it's it is like a biblical reference mm-hmm. you know when Jesus died like the apostles end up carrying on his legacy yeah definitely. kind of thing and so and and writing about his legacy and so in in a sense seppa is really like an apostle yeah where you know like she ends up leading the people in her legacy yeah and so what is really striking about the scene where seppa leads everyone to prayer is um at the same time in that hill people were carrying off dead bodies And so during, you know, the chaos of when Elsa was shot, a lot of other people were shot, too, and trampled and died. And so, like, there's all of these other dead bodies that uh, other people are carrying off into the distance while all these other people are praying. And so it's just like this stark contrast between, like, you know, I guess, religion, religious people, and dead people. Yeah. And yeah the director is standing there being you know like the i guess viewer of this scene almost as same same as us you know we're viewing the scene but he is in there and he's viewing the scene and he's just like what the fuck is going on you know (laughs) like he's looking everywhere and he's just like what is happening you know um yeah and it is nuts like this is like it's just chaos yeah and the
0: yeah and so like the way they shoot it like it it's different like when you watch the like the musical because like it in like in the musical it pretty much like ends on like her speech and then she gets shot and like you know like um and then they and then they carry her off and all that but because of how it was shot in like in the movie there's (laughs) just shot in the movie it was like there's like this like I don't know, like, yeah, I said desperation and desolation amongst the people. Because, like, in, yeah. in the musical, like, it it felt lighter because, like, it was more like you were trying, like, by the end of it, you were, like, in awe of the performance, in awe of the story kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know. In
1: the shot, like, yeah, Elsa getting shot does seem like an ending, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it is a good, like, cut off yeah. in terms of, like, where to end things. Yeah. And I can kind of see why the play ends there because... Mm-hmm well part of it is like the the droves of people can't be translated well onto stage yeah because in the film there's just like literally like thousands and thousands of people that they got for that film shooting of like you know everybody praying and everybody like trampling other people and all of that so it's like you can't get that many people on stage yeah (laughs) and so
0: like and and that's that uh, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie is because like there's this audacity with this movie because they, so like there's all these people like this like it literally feels like thousands of them and it's just like you don't even like I don't feel like you see that anymore in you know in in movies these days both Filipino and you know Hollywood movies like when you watch Aladdin like when do, they do the Prince Ali scene like it didn't feel grand for what because and it it's because like it didn't feel as big because like it didn't seem like there was like a lot of people yeah and so like in this scene like yeah they have like thousands of people in there and so these people were actually like people from this town like i'm not sure if the if the town's name is still kupang um or if kupang is just like a made-up name
1: possibly i think it is lawag like it seems like all of like the the credits um of where they filmed it is just, like, in, Lawa, in in Los Norte. And yeah. so they probably just got a lot of the local yeah. um, people there.
0: And so, like, when the one of the articles that I was reading was, like, there was, like, definitely a challenge trying to just, like, navigate all these people. Like, okay, like, directing all these people. Yeah. And it was, like, really, apparently, like, it was really stressful for Nora and Nora because, like, yeah, like, she was, like, being, like, touched by all these people. Which...
1: I'm sure it it translated well on film because that is exactly the stress that she seemed to have been feeling in the movie, right? Like where, yeah, Mm. it it gets really crazy when there's all of these people wanting to touch her because she's a miracle worker, for example. And when you see all
0: these people, like they, yeah, you can definitely tell. Oh, these people aren't actors; they're just they're just regular folk, you know.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't get, like, 5,000 actors in yeah. one movie because, you know, the budget of that is crazy. Yeah. Whereas, like, you could put out a, a sign in the local towns in the area and be like, hey, I'll pay you guys, like, you know, a 1,000 pesos each. And that's like super low budget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like well, here I, I, you go.
0: Well, I don't think even think they paid a thousand pesos. I'm pretty sure it was much lower than that. I guess probably.
1: I mean, it was but eighty. People, I mean, it was the
0: eighty, so like yeah, definitely yeah. like the value of the peso was definitely much more different. Oh, back that's then. true.
1: But equivalent to what is currently maybe a thousand pesos. Maybe. Or, I but, hope so. Yeah, I hope they got paid. But anyway, like it, it did kind of just seem like you know the Local towns people were like, Oh, there's a film being shot nearby, like, I wonder if we could be in it, mm-hmm. and you know, like, kind of thing. And yeah. curio- curiosity probably drove them to be in that,
0: yeah. Like, and it was crowd, and it starred Nora, who was you know, at that time was already like a really big star at that point,
1: yeah, and yeah, which is kind of crazy, mm-hmm. honestly, because. You know, like, I mean, I know Nora Onor, she's super famous in general, but I didn't know that she was already famous yeah. by the early 80s. Oh, like, no, yeah. She, yeah. Yeah.
0: Continue, continue. Sorry.
1: I see her as, you know, like an older woman sort of character oh, because now, you know, that's the, that's the, those are the characters that she plays now. But, you know, like back then, I mean, in this movie, yeah, she was super young Um and I guess like I you know I went on Wikipedia and like calculated her age by this movie and she would have been in her like late 20s but she doesn't look like she's in her late 20s she looks like a teenager <laughs> but she you know like yeah she I guess before this had already done a few movies oh, and that's yeah. why she was the headline like yep. person starring yeah. in this movie. I think at
0: this point was already because like She's already, ref- she's referred to as the Superstar. Nora, Nora. Yeah, so she was, and so, I, I think at this point, she was already referred to as the Superstar. Yeah. So and she
1: started acting in the 70s, basically. Yeah. Or she was, became famous Yeah, in she the 70s. Peaked,
0: she was like really peaking in the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like she's the Superstar. And then Sharon Cunetta's the Megastar.
1: Oh. Oh, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't know this word?
0: <laughs> Sharon Curenta is the Megastar. I
1: never really knew what the distinctions were in and these then, like star titles.
0: It, it's just like, yeah, like, like their agents or like their talent. Oh, I, I see. Like, and then uh, I believe um, Marcelo Soriano oh, okay. was the diamond star.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. What was Vilma?
0: I'm not sure if Vilma had. Uh, I think uh, she has re- she was just referred to as A-TV or Oh, atv a- But I think that was, that was more like when she as she got older, because she reached uh, Vilma Santa started really young. Yeah. Like, she was. Uh, she had a song that come that came out, and she was 16 when she recorded the song, so she started really young.
1: Yeah. No, I was, like, looking up on uh on the internets how old Nora Honor was, and then, like, it showed up that Vilma Santos is exactly the same age as Nora Honor. So, they're, yeah, they're, basically, they started their careers about the same time, I yeah. think, and rose to fame around the same time.
0: So anyway, back to the scene.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> so so, so scene, sorry for
0: sorry for the off topic.
1: Yeah. No. No yeah. worries. Um, um, but yeah. So for first off, the whole like speech by Elsa, I wanted to bring this up because um, you know the the line "walang which translates to "there are no miracles," is a really famous line. Like I have heard it in. Oh yeah everywhere and i never knew that it was from this movie because i've never seen this movie before
0: and so so, like whenever like whenever like you're you're watching like a filipino movie mostly like comedies and stuff like that and whenever someone says walang himala they they would say
1: it very dramatically first off
0: and it's always a reference to this movie like everyone knows like like this is the line like walang himala just as the, the line you are nothing but a uh second rate, rate trying try hard, hard copycat. copycat that's definitely like also its own <laughs> like yeah there's definitely like a lot of like famous lines from movies and stuff like yeah that. yeah
1: the yeah so for me at least it was kind of like you know uh we talk about how this podcast is a moviecation in a way you know like a movie education yeah. for me specifically because i haven't seen a lot of filipino movies and this really like when she said that line it just like Everything just made sense in my head. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. I was like, "Whoa! Yeah. Oh, this is where that came from."
0: Malang <laughs> Himala.
1: Malang Himala. And it's
0: like it's like yeah, like the way she delivers that whole it's it's yeah. just really just like
1: it's so good.
0: Yeah,
1: like you really get the sense that she just like wants to tell everybody, you know, like her truth and stuff. Yeah. And she never even really gets to tell everybody her like that she was pregnant because she was raped. You know, like she mm-hmm. just kind of ends up telling everybody, you know, like the the I guess like the indirect message of like, you know, there is no miracle, mm-hmm. like I'm not pregnant by miracle kind of thing, you know. But she never directly says that. You know, she just says like everybody needs to stop with like trying to believe in miracles
0: yeah.
1: for all of the good stuff and you know, blaming I guess curses on the bad stuff. And so Yeah. Yeah. It's a good a good scene for sure and the fact that she gets shot mm-hmm. in a very dramatic way you know very i guess reminiscent of historic shootings of people who are delivering speeches yeah <laughs> while they're yeah during their murder
0: yeah and that's crazy and i think this this entire scene is like basically the culmination of that decision of like casting all these like uh, people like all these people like there's again like i imagine there's, there's so many it's like this is where it all culminates and like yeah you really this is where like you really you really do get the sense of like the the desolation that this these people are feeling and yeah. it's sort of like yeah like how they've been yeah like struck down by their own poverty mm-hmm. you know i mean not necessarily of their own doing yeah, you know, but yeah, it's just like
1: the I guess like the hopelessness mm-hmm. and of like not knowing how to solve this systemic issue of like their yeah their own poverty and like how you know they have to turn to faith and turn to yeah um something bigger than themselves in order yeah. to believe that there is a way out.
0: Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of layers to this movie because like yeah, like like I said, like it came out during martial law mm-hmm. and. In some ways, like, it could have been, like...
1: A commentary on Marcos.
0: And a call out to people saying, like, hey, like, you should, you know, stand up for yourself. Because, yeah. like, there's no no one's going to be helping... No, no one's going to be helping us get out of this kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then another layer, like, if you think about it is um, just, like, the experiences of... Uh, the three women in the movie, like they're in, you know, it's I guess a commentary on what it's like to be a woman in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, definitely. I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, like the fact that there's three, like, kind of makes me wonder, like, if you know, they're meant to, it, they're meant to kind of represent like a female holy trinity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting that uh, most of the main characters in this movie are women. Um, just because, you know, like, I don't think I know of a lot of movies from this time that, um, would, like, that are similar to this where, you know, like, all of, basically all of the main characters are women. And, yeah, you get a really interesting perspective of, you know, like, I guess what it was like for women during this time.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. 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 This, yeah. Uh, If you haven't seen this movie, again, do check it out. It's written by Ricky Lee, so, like, you know, it's good. Yes. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Oh, one last thing about the end scene. Mm -hmm. I will say, and I wanted to bring this up because um, if anyone here has ever seen the movie Mother, um, (laughs) which is. A very insane movie. It's the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I forget who directed it. Uh,
0: It's Darren Aronofsky. Yes. And this is also the one with... It's Javier Bardem, right? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it just... Like this end scene, if you ever watch Mother and then you ever watch Himala, just kind of, you know, like they're similar in the terms of like the chaos that ends up happening in both of these movies. Like I don't think I've been... As stressed out about a scene before as like you know like since i watched mother that was like really stressful for me and then i watched Himala and i was like oh my god i haven't been this stressed out since i watched mother
0: uh, <laughs> wait is it as uh is this more stressful than unc- un- uncut gems
1: oh well okay so that's a different kind of stress though because okay. um Uncut Gems is, like, an internal sort of, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> somebody going crazy sort of um, sort of stressful. Right. But in Mother, it's, like, and similar to Himala, um, it's kind of, like, the stress of, like, there's so many things happening within the same scene of, like, you know, there's, like, all of these crowds of people doing this one thing and another crowd of people doing this other thing. And it just, like it's all happening in the same space and you're just like what the hell is happening there's like five million things going on right now um and that's what's stressful about it and so i think that in that sense yes like mother was more stressful than uncut gems for me Mm. yeah okay and so yeah himala has a similar feel of like you know there's People are being trampled, Being people are being beaten, all of a sudden people are body surfing Elsa's body, and then all of a sudden people are praying and then carrying off dead bodies in the distance, and then it's just like these millions of things happening. Yeah, so very interesting um, way to end this movie for sure. Yeah. It's just I like the last note I had on my notes is literally all caps CHAOS. <laughs> i love to see it yeah and yeah that is how this movie ends wow what a what a ride
0: yeah it's definitely quite the ride yeah and like by the end of it it was like fuck yeah it's like it's like i love it when like by the end of movies i'm just like i'm just like fucked i was like fuck that's (laughs) fucked up
1: yep and you just sit there and you process for a good like yeah a little bit you're just like what did I just watch? Yeah. Oh my God. It was both like crazy and good.
0: Yeah. It's not, I mean, when I say fucked up, it's not even like a fucked up like the, the ending of Old Boy where like, fuck, that's like fucked up. It's more like just like, fuck. It's, it's just, it just fucked me up kind of thing in a way that I, I couldn't like really, I guess, verbalize properly. <laughs> yeah. And... And that's it. Yeah. Do watch this movie. Highly Himola, recommend it. yes. Himala, like definitely like one of the best Filipino movies uh, in the history of Philippine cinema.
1: Yes, we watched it on TFC.TV. Yeah. So if you get a chance to subscribe to that.
0: Yeah, and you can rent, you can, and you can rent it there. So yeah, you have to rent it. At least for the restored version. Because we saw the restored version. Oh, okay, I yeah. see. Uh, you can also rent it on uh, iTunes. It's like $1.99. Oh, okay, there you yeah. go. And it's three ninety nine to buy. So, I see. Yeah, yeah. Do check it out.
1: Great movie. Mm-hmm. And for our next episode for next week, mm-hmm. we are going to be watching Henad Luna.
0: Yeah. Yay.
1: We've been wanting to do this movie. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah,
0: I've seen it. Um I do have thoughts about it. Uh, but like let's just go watch it again and then yes. we'll 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 talk about it. It's on Netflix in case you're interested. Yes. In watching it. So it's directed by Gerald Tarog and it stars. John, John Arcelia, Arcelia from Birdshot, who, he played the cop in Birdshot, yes. like one of the cops, and so and he
1: gets to be the General Luna.
0: Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he gets to play General Luna, and yes. it's de- yeah, it's definitely interesting, especially when you take it into context of the current um, political regime in the Philippines. Yeah, so
1: interesting, yeah, because yeah. this came out before,
0: right before, right before Duterte mm-hmm. was elected. Yeah so yes and that's right. it uh, have a good
1: one everybody yeah
0: do follow us on Twitter oh. and Instagram yes we are at Pod, and give us a five star rating on iTunes and leave a review and what what do we want them to uh, leave a comment about
1: oh what's your favorite boba shop in the area and also you gotta leave five stars
0: yeah yeah we still want to know what your favorite boba shop is
1: in your area. Yeah.
0: And we'll, and if we do end up in your area, we we'll will go, visit. We will go to that bubble shop. Yes. Anyway, that's it for Film on the Film pod. I'm Edu. And I'm Kat. And that's it. See
1: you all next time.
0: Bye. Bye.